Well, there are troubles with the Golden State Warriors. That game tonight could be representative of a massive shift, could be the representative of endings, maybe new beginnings. Kylan Mills and I are going to break down an ugly game that saw Draymond Green ejected again. The Warriors lose another close one. We'll break it all down next. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. And on YouTube, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NBA for $20 off your first purchase. You can follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms at her name, Kylan Mills. You can follow me on threads at Dog Wild. Kylan, ugly game. The Warriors bench outscores the Suns 80 to 30. Nothing new there. It's been this has been a pattern that we've seen all season long, but tonight might have been a breaking point for the starters. We saw Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins not finish the game. That was unusual. Draymond Green's ejection is going to be the talking point in all the shows tomorrow. Uh, but we're still here tonight. Your immediate reaction to the Golden State Warriors making it close, like they do, they've had all season. They lose this game 119-116, but an ugly game. Your thoughts. A frustrating game because the Warriors made that late push to the point where it was a winnable game. And to me, it's been the same problems the Warriors have been dealing with all season and that the starters haven't been good enough. The same names keep coming up in terms of Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins not executing, not hitting shots. I just was looking at the final numbers. I mean, Clay Thompson going two for 10 from the floor, one of eight from three. Andrew Wiggins, one of seven from the field, one of three from beyond the arc at least, but I tweeted this at halftime. Draymond Green and Kevon Looney combining at the half for zero points, mm -hmm. three three or four rebounds, and like three assists is just not acceptable. They have absolutely no front court presence. And I was thinking about something we talked about yesterday in terms of the Warriors being dead last in the NBA and points in the paint. They actually had more, more points in the paint tonight than the Suns, and I think a big reason why is that Draymond Green and Kevon Looney didn't play. Because mm -hmm. those two bring absolutely nothing in terms of a post presence. Um, and I think another reason why the Warriors have struggled in terms of points in the paint is Andrew Wiggins not attacking the basket. I think they need more Jonathan Kaminga. He's a guy who can get high percentage shots in the paint. And so I think there's a lot of things that are contributing to that uh, issue, that the Warriors are not scoring in the paint. They had better numbers tonight. And the big bright spot is the play of – six guys who came in off the bench, Trace Jackson Davis. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see enough of him because I would like to see more. You can see the potential that he has, but aside from him, the other five players on the bench scoring in double figures, that's great. The Warriors bench much improved from where they were a season ago, but now it's the starters who aren't executing. It's crazy because this is a total 180 from last year where we saw the Warriors starters be one of the most efficient groups in the NBA in scoring. Now they can't 
seem to get anything done. I mean, Steph Curry finishes with 24 points, but aside from that, he had almost no help from the starting five. Two for Draymond Green, zero for Kevon Looney, who did not return um, in the second half. Three points for Andrew Wiggins, seven for Clay Thompson. And like I said, Clay and Wiggs have been struggling all season long. It's not good enough. The Warriors have to have someone who can be a consistent second and third score aside from Steph. The bench, great that they're stepping up, but good bench play isn't going to be enough to win an NBA championship. Oh yeah. I, I don't, I mean, I, I don't even think about championship right now. I'm just wondering if this whole dynasty is over. I mean, you mentioned the starting numbers, right? A collective 12 points, 12 points combined from Wiggins, Draymond, Looney, and Clay. Clay was non-existent tonight. Uh, I, I can't think of a single play outside of one uh, driving layup where he made any sort of impact. Uh, Andrew Wiggins had four turnovers in this game on top of just looking slow, lost. He constantly looks a step behind. He he finally got the yank uh, from, from Kerr. Kerr's patience finally ran out. Uh, what were your thoughts on Kerr's coaching job? I, that was another thing that was frustrating me tonight. And the reason why I say that is because he's come around with Pajemski. He, he realizes Pajemski needs to play. This team's going to have any shot. Um, but he brings in Trace Jackson Davidson, in my opinion, way too late. Dario Sharit. Yeah, way far too late. And then Dario Saric uh, was quite possibly the best player tonight. You look at, their, at, at his stat line, he led the team in plus minus um, with, with a, a plus 21, uh, finished the game with 15 points, but he, we, he, we didn't see him in the second half. For, we saw him for five minutes uh, in, the, in the entire second half until about five minutes remaining in the fourth quarter. It was almost like too late by that point. Uh, there was also a series of plays where in back-to-back, uh, uh, literally it was back-to-back, uh, we we saw these these ridiculous foul calls from the ref where there was one play where Pajemski was hit in the face by Nurkic. They call the foul on Pajemski. This was during an offensive possession. Very yeah. next play, uh, Nurkic elbows Trace Jackson Davis. They call the foul on Trace Jackson Davis. The Warriors had their their challenges. This has been one of many things I've criticized Kerr on all season is his misuse of challenges and, and, and timeouts. Uh, you know, I've criticized him for substitutions. I think that's very warranted. What were your thoughts on the the, the the job of the coaching staff tonight, which again, to me, has been underwhelming like all season? Criticism of the coaching staff this season is totally fair. I don't think you can blame it completely on Steve Kerr, but it's been an issue going on this season. It's been an issue going on last season. I don't think he's doing enough to develop the young players and to get the best out of those guys. And that's, for me, one of the issues leading into this game that has been a glaring, uh, glaringly obvious to me, Trace Jackson Davis should have started the second half. I would have put him in right away. Starting the yeah. fourth quarter was way too late. I think he could have gone in in the second quarter. Draymond Green and Kevon Looney were not doing anything from the start of this game. Like, why wait till halftime when they're combined for zero points? Yep. And like I said, like four or five rebounds, three assists. They had zero steals, zero uh, blocks between the two of them, not doing much defensively either to stuff the stat sheet. Like I want to see Trace Jackson Davis much, much earlier and more seven minutes to me isn't enough. He needs more time. You can see the potential that he has. And I just think that he needs more opportunities um, in terms of the challenges. You know, I, I, I thought about that regarding the one I know you're talking about where Nurkic threw an elbow. I mean, yeah. was it egregious enough to where they could have overturned the call? I don't know that I have as much of an issue with a lack of challenges. It's just Steve Kerr still not figuring out the rotation. My question is, why are the same five starters still starting <laughs> at this point? Clay, uh, you know, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Kevon Looney, all are having disappointing 
bad seasons so far. At what point do you make a change? And Steve Kerr said last week, yeah, this is it. We're going to have to make some changes. We're going to be tweaking the lineup based on matchups. He hasn't done that. Maybe rotationally throughout the game, but change up the starters. That's what he said he was going to do. Why are we starting these guys who continue to not produce night in and night out because of what they've done in the past? That's where I'm at. And it's no disrespect to anything any of these individuals have accomplished with the Warriors in their careers. But right now, this starting five is not playing good basketball. At what point do you change something in the lineup? This has to be the breaking point, right, Cyrus? Did he roll out the same starting five next game? I, I would hope so. I mean, I mean, for me, I, I feel like the breaking points came into last season. And, and that's this what I'm saying. Like, I feel like it should have already come. But will this finally be it? That's my question. It's a great question. Um, we haven't even talked about the Draymond Green uh, situation yet. Um, and and we're going to talk about that in just a moment. If we have time, we'll play sound uh, if it comes down during the show from Steve Kerr, because I'm very curious to hear what he has to say. I mean, it was just literally a few days ago. He was saying this team can win a championship. Uh, you know, I'm very curious to hear what his thoughts are on that. Um, so we got a lot more to cover. Uh, got to pay some bills first, though. We got some excellent, amazing sponsors to give love to tonight, starting with Game Time, which is all about finding tickets to your favorite events. The Golden State Warriors are about to start a very long homestand. Uh, they play L.A. Thursday, I believe, on the road. Um, and then right after that, if my math is correct, uh, they, they they come home for a game against Brooklyn. They go on the road to Portland. And then it's a very long stretch of home games. And if you want those tickets, folks, Game Time is the app for you. Besides the fact that you can wait till last minute and they'll have something for you available. Besides the fact that you can have a phenomenal view of your seats from their amazing app. They also offer a low price guarantee, which is absolutely phenomenal. Look, if, if you buy your tickets from Game Time, and then you happen to see those same tickets uh, in the same row and section priced less somewhere else, game time will make up the difference. That is called a low price guarantee, folks. And if that doesn't convince you to use game time, I don't know what will, especially in this day and age. It's important to save money. Do it with game time, an app that also provides you with fantastic service. Download the game time app, create an account, and use the code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Again, download the game time app. Create an account and use the code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen. The Locked On Podcast Network has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms. At her name, it's super easy, Kylan Mills. And you can follow me on Threads, a platform that, by the way, is not run by an anti-Semitic Richard uh, at Dog Wild. And I posted something on Threads today. I don't want to share it. It's a, it's a survey or a poll, rather, uh, because I was curious to know from the people there um, what their thoughts were on uh, Dre's suspension. And I told them that I'd, I'd read it on tonight's show. Um, I had a Warriors insider tell me that they wouldn't be surprised if Draymond Green 
was suspended 10 games, if not more, for tonight's incident to send a message. Uh, I asked at least the, the folks over on Threads what their thoughts were. 52% thought he would be suspended eight-plus games, 17% four to seven games, 18% one to three games, and 13% don't think he's going to get suspended at all. Uh, Kylan, what was your reaction to the incident? What, was it egregious to you? Um, was it as bad as some people are making it out? And what do you think is going to be the, the ramifications of Draymond's smack to the face of, Yerk, of Nurkic? I think people in the league, I think people within the Warriors organization are fed up with the antics of Draymond Green. This incident isolated alone isn't something that should put a player over the edge into eight plus game suspension. But it's the body, it's the body of work, sadly, for Draymond Green in terms of the violations repeatedly happening that's going to lead him to a massive suspension. I believe that. I wouldn't be surprised to see eight plus games, which a lot of people responded to in that poll, because I do believe people are fed up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Draymond Green has been given a long leash in the Warriors organization, maybe for too long, depending on who you ask. But at some point, it has got to stop. We're talking about breaking points in the last segment. At some point, there is going to be a breaking point to Draymond Green continuing to get suspended. And to me, this is another situation where this is the breaking point. I mean, I don't see how the Warriors do not take some type of action internally. It's some point you can't keep making excuses for Draymond. You can't keep saying, Oh, well, Draymond's Draymond. Oh, well, you know, this is part of the reason why we love him. This is part of the reason why he's such a good teammate and a needed piece on this team because he brings the firepower. He brings the energy. Draymond green knows there's a target on his back in terms of the league and the way that they are going to punish him and the way they're going to call fouls, rules, everything. He is being looked at under a microscope because of his history of technicals, flagrants, and history of, I don't want to say fights in every incident, but, you know, past transgressions. So he has to know that, and he has Mm -hmm. to be smarter. This is a rookie player. He knows what's at stake. Him getting suspended early on in the season, I do believe, really disrupted the Warriors' rhythm had a major impact in the Warriors starting to stumble and fall into this losing pattern because they started the season very strong. And it was during Draymond Green's suspension to me where some of the wheels started to fall off. So Draymond Green has to be smarter, whether this individual incident was egregious, whether it wasn't to me, it was not necessary, but regardless, Draymond Green has to know better. He has to know that they are watching him like a hawk and looking for a reason to suspend him at this point because of his history of transgressions. He knows what he means to this team, and he has to be able to stay in games and just not do that. I say that, and he played very poorly tonight, and to me has not played well at all recently. But still, keep yourself in the game. Keep yourself in the game. Don't do that. So I just I think that the Warriors have to do something about it at some point. And, you know, I have not been someone who's advocated for that in the past, but I just think there has to be internal action. Are the Warriors regretting, in your opinion, giving him that four year, one hundred million dollar contract this offseason? It's I mean, I feel like if they didn't give him that deal, they would find a way to move on from him. This this was like the last straw, possibly. But that contract keeps him here for four years uh, three and a half, I guess, technically. Um, do you think they regret it? And do you think he, they'll, is there a possibility they might try to trade him? What are your thoughts on that? Oof, that's a really tough question. I mean, revision, revisionist history, like looking back, do I think they should assign him to four years? Like, mm, 
I, I don't know about that based on what we're seeing this season, but going back in time, I wasn't against it at the time. Um, I don't know that the Warriors would trade Draymond Green because of the ripple effect it would have and the waves it would have in terms of breaking up the big three, the dynasty being over. I don't know that I see Steph Curry signing off on that. I'm not sure though. Like I wonder where Steph's head is at based on some of these recent actions in the past. Steph has advocated for Draymond and said that he wanted the organization to do what was necessary to pay him up and to keep him around. I'd be curious to know if that's changed at all based on his behavior and play this season. But I think those are tough questions. I don't see the Warriors trading him. I mean, do you think that's realistically something they would do or is that something you'd like to see happen? I I haven't uh, processed what I want. Uh, that That's okay. a whole... Like, that's what that's, I'm saying. That's, it's a complicated issue. It's very complicated. Um, I do think, though, that there is a breaking point, and um, I, I wouldn't rule it out, is what I'm trying to say. Like, I, I don't like if, if I if we suddenly found out in a couple of days that Draymond Green was traded to like the Atlanta Hawks, for example, um, it wouldn't shock me at this point because there is a very uh, a strong possibility that the Warriors are facing a moment of reckoning where it might be time for some very serious changes to this roster, to this organization. Um, so that part wouldn't surprise me. Um, I get, the, the thing is, if you trade Draymond, it's over. The dynasty is like, it, it might already be over. We don't know yet. But it, whatever ambition you have in regards to championships, I feel like that's done. I, I don't, without him, you, that, that window is out. Um, so I guess that's what makes it a little complicated. I, let me ask you this, Kyle, before we play some sound from Steve Kerr, which is come, which is now available. It, do you think part of what happened with Dre, uh, cause it was a really clumsy move that he did. Like he just, he just flailed his arms around. Like he was almost like he was like dancing with his arms, just swinging like a, like a ballerina dancer and just whack Nurkic right in the face. Uh, you, I mean, you gotta be responsible, especially considering the position Draymond's in the microscope is on you. Any kind of action like that, obviously he's smart enough to know will will result in very serious consequences and, and ramifications. Um, but you know, but part of me wonders if this is a player who's similar to Clay, who's regressing, and moments like these are, are built out of frustration. Um, do you see that at all? Am I talking crazy? What What are your thoughts on the fact that maybe Draymond is regressing, and an incident like today tonight was more? bored out of frustration than maybe just an accident or intent. That's an interesting point that you make, Sai. I definitely could see frustration. I could see that being a reason behind it. In terms of Draymond regressing, it's hard for me to say because looking at his play last season and some of his numbers, I mean, he hasn't put up offensive numbers like he did seven, eight years ago, but I don't think his defense regressed. I thought he was good last season defensively. This last stretch in 2023, 24, he has looked like he regressed. Mm -hmm. Is there something else at play? Is there something else going on outside of basketball? Was there some reason why after he got suspended, he has seemed a little bit rattled? Um, you know, those would be my questions. Has he regressed to the point of no return? To me, like, it's more clear that Clay Thompson isn't going to be going back to the player that he was. Like, I think you're right that we've seen Clay regress. I don't know about... Draymond yet if I'm ready to say that he definitely a couple folks in the chat are saying mentally regressing um 
just all the above. I mean, who, yeah. <laughs> there's, a point, there's a point to be made, but it's just, it's disappointing. He should yeah. be able to have control. I understand maybe there is frustration in, in his own play, whether it's regression, whether it's just a bad stretch of games. I don't know. Understandably, competitive athletes are going to be frustrated if they're not playing as well as they think they should. But as you pointed out, as I pointed out, Draymond knows he's under a microscope. I don't care if it was clumsy. I don't know necessarily there was intent there, but regardless, you know, it's at stake. You, if anyone has played basketball before, you know, if you turn, you swing your arm up where there's a player and you hit them, you're going to call for a foul. And you know, in the NBA, if you're Draymond green, that's going to be made a bigger deal. So just don't do it. Mm-hmm. It was dumb. So, it was just dumb. Uh, yeah, it was, it just, it's just stupid. It's just it stupid. stupid. And so mm-hmm. <laughs> mental regression, maybe. Um, I don't know. Is it? A, my question is, is this just a temporary bad, bad stretch or is Draymond regressed? Regressed? Because to me, when you say regressed, it's a more permanent thing. This player isn't going to go back to where they were. And I don't know that I'm ready to say that about Draymond. I do feel that way about Clay Thompson. I do think yeah. that he is regressed and may not turn a corner to go back to what he was. Anyone who thinks I'm, I'm defending Dre, by the way, please do not misinterpret what I'm saying. I'm not defending Dre at all. That was an absolutely moronic thing that he did. Uh, I'm just trying to understand maybe the why of it. Uh, if we hear from Draymond, we'll play that sound. In just a moment, though, we're going to hear from Steve Kerr uh, and and hear his rationale for tonight. It's always it's starting to become fascinating, his excuses that he comes up with. Uh, so we'll play that sound and slowly start to wrap up uh, another disappointing night for the Golden State Warriors who are now three games below 500. I wonder if you can bet using FanDuel, the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network, on how many games Draymond is going to be suspended. If anyone goes to the FanDuel Sportsbook and sees that, please put it in the chat. I will highlight it. Uh, but besides placing uh, unique bets like that, as the weather gets colder, it is freezing lately. Uh, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet that's 150 bucks all you got to do is just pick the right team to win place five bucks on that and you get 150 right into your account as good as cash if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel there's no better time to get in on the action uh visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season FanDuel the official partner of the NFL you are locked on warriors your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. For the everydayers, we're going to be off tomorrow. I'm taking a day off. Uh, I, I, I teach nine college classes on top of this show. I'm fried. I am just, I'm, I'm losing it. So well I'm going to deserve it's well deserved. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to sleep tomorrow. I'm going to, I have to grade so much. Uh, Kylan, if you want to host a solo show, I will, that, that offer is always on the table, but, uh, if you're not doing that, I'm not doing it. So we, we're probably going to take tomorrow off. Uh, but follow Kylan. We'll be back Thursday. Kylan and I were doing post game again. Uh, the Warriors are going to be taking on the, uh, LA Clippers in LA. That's a winnable game, by the way. I feel like even though, there's a lot of negativity directed to the toward the Warriors right now, and rightfully so. The Clippers aren't much better. Uh, they're also an aging team with with an aging core, and they got their own issues. So th- that's a very winnable game, in my humble opinion, for the Golden State Warriors. Kylan and I will be hosting that. You can follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms at Kylan Mills. Again, you can follow me on Threads at Dog Wild. And what do we hear from Steve Kerr, uh, the head coach of the Golden State Warriors, um, talking about the Draymond Green suspension? And at least, or the, the ejection and how that affected the team tonight. I have no comment. The biggest swing is it losing 
huge, huge swing. You know, we um, kind of felt good about you know, having him at the five, spreading the floor. We got shooters out there. Obviously, changed the lineup around. We thought that could really get get uh, Steph some space and. Uh, you know, Draymond could use his speed. Um, he saw he got that layup, first play of the half, of the second half. And so I felt good about um, having him out there and uh, lost his place. All right. So the Warriors were leading by five when that happened. They end up losing this game by three. Um, your thoughts on what Kerr said there? He didn't really say much. Uh, that was a disappointment. Any, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, no, that wasn't, those weren't the questions that I wanted answered. I mean, yeah, it did affect the team. It definitely had a major impact when Draymond Green did get uh, ejected and that's no surprise, but I've got other questions for Steve Kerr. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, he, 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 we thankfully have another clip from him. Uh, and this is something that I'm very curious to hear from. This is Steve Kerr talking about um, the, 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 the team starting the second half. Uh, with a unique lineup. Brandon Pajemski was, I believe, starting. I think Kaminga was starting as well to start the third quarter. Uh, so here's Steve Kerr talking about that lineup. But he obviously started different in the second half. Um, I know it was a, it's a night thing, but are you tilting that way more in the rotation? I have no idea. I mean, honestly, we were just trying to win the game tonight, and we were struggling with, with um, some of the lineups out there, and we made the decision. I made the decision at halftime to – um, to put a different lineup out there and, um, you know, felt good about it. Um, but, uh, we obviously did not, um, follow through and play a, a very good second half. His non-committal drives me crazy. Why can't he just come out and say, my, you know, like these Wiggins is awful. I, I, I get it. You can't like disparage him, but I don't understand why he makes something that is not that complicated, complicated. What are, what are your thoughts on what he just said right there? And, and what are your thoughts, Kylan, on the adjustment that he made for the third quarter? Why wasn't Trace Jackson Davis in? That was my question for the third quarter. He should not have waited to put him in until the fourth. There definitely needed to be changes. As we talked about, the front court struggles for the Warriors were glaring in the first half. So glad that Steve could recognize some changes need to be made, but TJ, TJD needed to be in sooner. I like what he brings. The Warriors, at some point, they have to have some type of front court threat offensively. To me, it's just... It's baffling that the Warriors have even gotten to where they are with Kevon Looney and Draymond Green literally offering like nothing offensively. <laughs> nothing. So like tonight, the two of them combining for zero points in the first half, definitely bad. But like it's not like the two of them put up big offensive numbers anyway. They do enough and they know Kerr's system and they're good in terms of working with Curry and, and working in the motion offense that Kerr wants to run and setting screens and all that other stuff. But like I see Trace Jackson Davis being a post player who can actually do something with the rock and score baskets. You talk about Jonathan Kaminga. He has shown that he has the ability to score when he makes good decisions. He adds verticality. He's a lob threat. Like to me, just these young guys have more of an upside at this point to being in the game than Draymond and Looney. Am I crazy here? No, you're not. And, and you're absolutely right. I, and we just got another soundbite of Kerr. This is the one I think you and I both wanted uh, to hear. Um, this is him talking about the impact of losing Draymond Green. And uh, anyway, let's hear what Kerr has to say. Hopefully uh, he reveals a little more here. That's really parts of this. Yeah, we need him. We need Draymond. But, you know, he knows that. We talked to him. Um, he's got to find a way to keep his boys and, and be out there for his, his teammates. Coach, last time he talked about Draymond not crossing the line. 
how, what, what can be done to stop this from continuing to happen? Um, we'll keep, we'll keep working. If when does it become more of a detriment than a positive? Uh, he's pretty much still held the player, you know, still oh, yeah. a good player. Yeah. So, uh, we need him, you know, if we're going to be a, a really good team, we, we need him. Really. All right. So um, he's still defending him. Still says he needs him. That's kind of crazy. What are your thoughts, Kylan? Frustration is my initial thought. I mean, the question is, how do you prevent Draymond from continuing to do this? There has to be some sense of accountability within the organization. And Steve Kerr just keeps, you know, saying, oh, well, you know, it's Draymond. Oh, we'll, we'll just keep working. And it's just like, no. At some point, there needs to be accountability and there needs to be some type of retribution for Draymond Green within the Warriors organization. I, I just, I don't know. I don't have any other thoughts about Steve Kerr's comments aside from that. Um, I, to me, those are all non-answers. Um, yeah, and yes. That's <laughs> yes. pretty much what it is. Yeah, I, I want to highlight a few positives from tonight. Again, we mentioned the bench scored 80 points in this game. Uh, Chris Paul in his first game back uh, from injury, uh, sort of, right? He came back, then then was, missed the game, and then he was back again tonight at 15 points, 11 assists. You mentioned Jonathan Kaminga, who had 16 points, 6 rebounds in this game. Moses Moody, 12 points, 4 boards. Trace Jackson, uh, Trace Jackson Davis, again, he had 7 minutes in this game. You and I are, are both on the same page. It, it didn't look great, but at the same time, he hasn't played in like a month. So, you know, I, I don't know what we could have expected from him. Uh, right. after su such a long layover, uh, but, and Brandon Pajemski, look, I, I would, I don't know if this is even a bold thing to say, but I would rather have Brandon Pajemski who tonight has scored 20 points, who leads this team in net rating. Um, he also had 11 rebounds. That's a hell of a stat line for a rookie, 20 points, 11 rebounds, five assists in 28 minutes, 36 seconds. I'd rather see him than, than clay at this point. And I, I, he, he has to be getting a longer run. Um, kudos to whoever like drafted him. Is that a Mike Dunleavy thing? I was, I was, I was asking about that tonight, and that's the name that keeps coming back. Kudos to Mike Dunleavy Jr. because that was a brilliant draft pick. Um, another thing, I don't know if you'll this will amuse you or not, Kylan. That setting right there where Steve Kerr was answering questions when they were in Oklahoma City, there were there were times where there were there was either two reporters in there, sometimes just one. In there, that's how thin the press corps has become in terms of the Warriors' travel. So, like in that setting, you don't see like who's asking him the questions. There's sometimes just one or two people in there. It must be really awkward for the reporters having these back and forths. Is, is that weird to you? Is that normal to you? When I found that out the other day, they kind of tripped me out that that that's how few people are in there talking to like the players. I don't know. Yeah, if that is, that is surprising, but uh, you know, a couple of the major publications just had uh, some of the beat writers leave, move on. So they may yeah. not have filled some of those roles like the San Francisco Chronicle. I know Ron uh, Krojcik has been out there, but like Beth wasn't, or isn't his full-time beat. Um, Madeline Kenny left, uh, who was over in the East Bay times. And I don't know if they have anyone like full-time. So that's the only thing I think is that maybe that some of that is a factor, uh, in terms of why the press room is so thin. Cause it is funny. Uh, but Brandon Pajemski, huge bright spot, great performance. He's a big reason why the, the Warriors were able to close the gap there, uh, midway to late in that fourth quarter. Uh, I cannot say enough how pleasantly surprised I've been of him 
and his performance and his ability to adjust to the NBA. I watched him at Santa Clara. I thought he was a good player. I didn't think he was going to be this good as a rookie. He reads the game well. He wasn't perfect tonight, but you see the change of pace. He can score in different ways. Uh, you know, I just, he's high energy. I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that he needs more minutes. Keep playing him. I love the kid. He needs to be a, a permanent part of this rotation, the serious yeah. minutes. Um, I'm totally with you. Uh, there's one thing in the chat to finish this up. Is Wiggins has been awful. There, there's no doubt. I mean, if you're, if you're going to point the finger at just one person, he's it. His, his, his every measurable uh, confirms it. The eye test shows it if you watch tonight's game. Um, there's been a lot of theories about why an individual like Andrew Wiggins, as young as he is, has regressed so much. What is your theory on that? And and someone in the chat who goes by Dr. J30 was asking why we think his game has, got, has become so bad. What is your theory on that? Let's end the show on that note. Uh, you know, I just I don't want to speculate about what's going on in his personal life. To me, it looks like a player that maybe has something going on outside of basketball, because I just don't believe you can go from being what he was in the 22 NBA finals at 26, 27 years old to a year and a half later playing like this because of some type of physical issue or losing certain attributes. It's just not possible. It's got to be a mental thing. What the reason is, I don't know, because to me, a lot of it just looks like being lackadaisical. I hate to say lack of effort because there are times where he's trying, but again, just like not being in the right spots, like not making the plays he used to make, not being able to hit shots. And to me, it does appear to be some type of, you know, being mentally checked out. Was there, Mm -hmm. what's the reason for him being mentally checked out? Like I said, I don't want to speculate on what's going on in his personal life, but it would be a good guess to make. Um, You know, it's just, it's unfortunate. And what Pinoy reformat writes, I've been, I've been wondering about that too, that Wiggins, he's a very, he's a total introvert. He's not an outspoken, outgoing individual. Him and Jordan Poole were very close friends. Who knows what impact uh, that whole thing happened uh, had on him. Um, I want to finish up the note. One of the one of the only reporters who's consistently traveling with the team is Anthony Slater, um, who just posted right now. Uh, and by the way, and, and kudos to Slater for being uh, active on Threads. He actually posts content there exclusively now. He wrote it was str- uh, Clay Thompson uh, quoted as saying it was strange to be benched to close the game, but said he deserved to be benched. "Quote: I've been playing like crap." Um, he said he wasn't given an explanation for being benched, but he also added, I trust Steve. I trust Steve now and forever will, unquote. Any final thoughts? Nope. Uh, we'll be back at it on Thursday, but I think Clay is right. He <laughs> <laughs> deserves to be benched uh, at the end. So find happiness. Find sanity. Do what I you got to do. These are rough waters the Warriors are in. We'll be back at it soon. Bye-bye. Adios, amigos. (laughs) All right, good stuff.